No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. podcast contains mature content the views and opinions expressed by the coast are not necessarily those of the host listener discretion is advised ladies and gentlemen welcome to the smack and raw podcast episode 122 i am your host the warden matt ritter and i am here as always with my co-host sir Cussalot travis pointer aka the dragon king aka big t aka sweet t aka t money aka t bag aka black merlin aka the h and i c aka king that thing aka king dangling that's what i said that was the last thing i said king that thing no no it's king dangling on top of which you went on super flashy arrow and did your own intro and not only did you call yourself what you just said or you didn't call yourself what you just said but then you just called yourself that thing and you dropped the whole king Your point so how am i going to give you a nickname and then you go fuck up that nickname and why is it you're only what you like to call yourself here on the smack and raw podcast but over there with mara which by the way has more views on pornhub than we do so i think if you should be king that anywhere it should be on that podcast i'm also going to assume that that's just because there's a girl in the video and they think they're going to see her naked but i'm not going to discourage it if people want to go to pornhub and check out super flashy arrow or the smack and raw you guys can do that at pornhub.com slash users slash creation world. Please go check it out. Point is. Check your phone. You should. I should check my phone. Yeah, that's great. Not saying it ever. <laughs> my point is, that's where you should be that. That's where you should be that. Because that's where you're getting the most views on Pornhub. And that makes sense to me. And while we're on the subject of Pornhub and your member and its royal status, uh, why don't you put the brains to use in that member and get yourself a panda gift for Sasha's DMs? Yes, sir. And for all of you at home, I would love to play some, like, 90s R&B in the background while Travis does that, but apparently that is no longer allowed because YouTube did not like my use of pony for 10 seconds in our podcast last week. So now you just get to hear me talk or silence while Travis searches Panda gifts, uh, which is some fucking bullshit. Like really, I didn't even get like a full verse of pony played out. It was just the instrumental and like two lines. And that's a fucking copyright claim. I had this happen to me once before I used Kanye West. Hey mama. And here's the thing. I expect that from Kanye West and his people and YouTube because even though I'm from Chicago, Kanye West is a fucking prick. Like, I expect that shit from Kanye. I do not expect that shit from Genuine, his people, or YouTube on Genuine's behalf. Like, if anything, 
I can hear Pony in the movies, on TV, everywhere. They should just be happy we're using it. I can only babble so long, Travis. You got to hurry up with this gif. I know. It's, it's such a hard decision. I'm going to go with this one. All right. What you got? For those of you listening and not watching, it looks like a panda playing in the snow, which is fucking adorable. All right, Travis, in news and rumors, um, JR launched a website for his barbecue sauce. If you guys have not had JR's barbecue sauce, it's actually pretty damn good. They've got an awesome chipotle ketchup, and their main event mustard is probably my favorite thing from them. So since they're not with WWE anymore, you cannot go to WWE Shop, which is where I went to get it, but he has finally launched a new website that I did not write down the URL for, but I'm sure you can Google it. Yeah. Or listen to his podcast, and they'll talk about it. Letting you know where you can go get his barbecue sauce products. Yeah, you can probably get it from his Twitter, too. It's just, yeah, I'm sure he's got it everywhere for you to be able to find it. Oh, absolutely. Also, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is big news or not. Some people don't seem to care. Some people think it's cool. John Morrison officially signed back with WWE. Johnny Nitro. Cool story, bro. Okay. Like, and then we talked about the Fiend's new belt last week. What we didn't talk about because they didn't drop it till Saturday was when that new belt went online for order, which I was thinking was going to be a few hundred bucks. No, it was $7,000. Now, let me tell you why it was $7,000, Travis. They are creating a select number of these belts that are being numbered um, when sent out. It was created by Tom Savini's team, who also created The Fiend's actual mask. So this belt is a reproduction of the belt made by Tom Savini's team, probably also produced by them. It's a limited collector's item, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. I have a very good day job. I do well for myself. I own a house. Me and the wife both have cars, take care of two dogs, so on and so forth. I make good money in my day job. Generally, I can buy anything within, you know, reason that I want when I want it. I cannot, under any good faith or circumstance, no matter how big of a wrestling fan, fiend fan, or horror fan, which this all encompasses, I am, justify spending what would amount to about six mortgage payments on a fucking belt that I'm going to hang in my house? No fucking way. Me. Can't do it. How dedicated are you? Apparently not dedicated enough. Cause I was really, I'm like, if it's like three, 400 bucks, like Kate might be mad, but yeah. I had a good, I had some overtime. Like I could do that. Yeah. I can't swing seven grand Travis. Yeah. Yeah. No fucking way. I mean, you could sell her car. And then get it. I, I could, and that would not go over well. Also, not at all, but I could imagine. And I, I I feel like I have faith in your in your love, and y'all be able to work your way through it. Oh, we'd work our way through it, but it'd be a long time when that belt. Because she was sitting next to me when I saw it. So even if I didn't tell her and I just ordered it, she knew how much that belt cost. So when that came in the mail and she saw that that showed up in the mail, oh, that would not have been a good conversation. 
Sorry, bro. Seven fucking grand. I don't even. I don't even know what to say, man. I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Do you uh, want to talk about that text I sent you about uh, the former Jordan Miles? No. Okay, we won't. Uh, I'm done giving um, him the time. I was going to say it's all over Twitter. If you want to go check it out, um, we're going to save NXT for last because that was in my opinion, the best show of the week. And there's a lot of good shit to talk on there. And I want to start, or I want to end on a high note. So Raw, SmackDown, or AEW? Um, Let's get SmackDown out of the way. All right. Now, you only caught the second hour. I caught both hours. I was actually off work today on vacation, which was nice. Um, we kick off SmackDown. We got a recap of all the shit that happened between uh, Daniel Bryan and the fiend from last week, and then Miz comes off and says, "Well, I was supposed to have Miz TV, but after what happened to Daniel Bryan, no one can find him. So I'm going to be Ralph Dibney. I'm going to be a fucking detective, and I'm going to figure this shit out. No need. Bray Wyatt's here at the Funhouse. Bray Wyatt's like, first off, you don't want to know what happened to Daniel Bryan. So if I were you, I'd just let that go. I don't even think I want to know. He's with the fiend somewhere. There's some sick shit going down." Probably worse than anything you read in Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, you got no interest in that. But, Miz, since Daniel Bryan's out of the picture. Yeah, something. Since since Daniel Bryan's out of the picture, why don't you meet me at TLC and come play with me? And then uh, the Miz, you know, kind of started babbling a little bit. And Bray's making a sad face. And then uh, Bray pulls out a picture of his fucking family. So, Bray says... I had a family once, and there was a flash of the Wyatt family with Harper and Rowan when Daniel Bryan was in it, which I thought was a nice little touch that they used that version of the family with everything that's going on and making the continuity. But he goes, I can be part of a new family now, and he picks up a picture of The Miz, his two new babies, and Maurice. And Miz flips shit and storms out to the back and leaves. And, yeah, shit was interesting, Travis. Shit was interesting interesting uh after that we get mandy rose versus uh losing to alexa bliss the only interesting note i have here is that Corey did not drool as he normally does over either mandy rose or alexa bliss this week and i can't remember the last time mandy rose and alexa bliss came out that he shut everyone up and said you know god's greatest creation or there's a goddess out here like it's been a while and I'm wondering if that coincided at some point with how serious his relationship with Carmella got that he stopped talking about other bitches in WWE, women, etc. in WWE in a sexual manner. Because that's what Kate and I think. She's ruining his life. <laughs> uh, we also got a Drake, Maverick, Dana Brooke, Elias segment that you would have fucking loved. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Dana's backstage at catering. Drake comes up and says, hey, so uh, I saw that you're going out on a date with uh, Batista. What does he have that I don't have? And then we all laugh because Hmm. it's obvious. (laughs) Elias, yeah. (laughs) Oh, we've heard the stories of Batista. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, he's the real king dingling, not this guy to my my. I guess you should be my left, but my right because anyway, not important. There's a reason he's going to unleash the beast, and uh, Dana Brooke may never be the same. You know, keep playing with me. I'll whip it out. Uh, if you want to do that, we are on Pornhub again. Last plug for that. So, anyway, 
uh, Elias shows up and sings him a song and talks about how the only action he's got with a bottle of lotion and tissues and blah, blah, blah. And then finally says that uh, the last time Drake Maverick's wife said something along the lines of that's the greatest I've ever had was when she rolled over and looked at Elias in her bed or got out of Elias's bed or something like that. Dana's also still asking Drake, like, aren't you married? Where's your wife? Which I love. Mm-hmm. So Drake got pissed. He slaps Elias, goes down to the ring and calls Elias out. Dana asked Elias if that shit really happened between uh, Drake's wife and him. And he's like, no, but something's about to happen. He goes out there and just makes Drake Maverick look like an idiot. He's missing punches and falling around. Elias put him over his knee and spanked him. Ended up hitting the drift away and letting Dana Brooke pin him. It was real fucking fun. It was good shit. You know, we need more fun. They don't do it. I agree. Then the Miz breaks one of the main rules in a horror movie. He is backstage on the phone talking to his wife saying, lock the doors. I'm on my way home. I don't know where Bray Wyatt is, but he might be coming. Don't let anyone in, you know, have 911 on standby, blah, blah, blah. I'm on my way. And then as he's walking out of the arena with his luggage, he sees a door cracked open and a light in the room and like all white people in horror movies and i know this because i'm one and i can say that shit he walks in the fucking room he doesn't just continue on to go check his family he goes in the room guess what's in the room travis i'm I'm imagining that bray wyatt's in that room uh maybe what he finds in the room on a table is the same picture that bray wyatt had of his family but this time bray wyatt's picture is photoshopped over the missus so now it is Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. Maurice, and the two babies. Then Bray Wyatt attacks the Miz from behind. Not the Fiend, but Bray Wyatt. So this is the first time we have seen Bray Wyatt in the sweater, Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt, out of the Funhouse, doing some physical. shit. Yeah, okay. And hits him with a sister Abigail and then leaves, which begs the question, if we do get this match at TLC, which if you had told me one day Miz versus Bray Wyatt at TLC, I'd be like, "Ah, eh, fuck that. I want to see that. Like, yeah, I want to see Bray Wyatt. But now I'm like, okay, I, not only do I want to see this, but what Bray Wyatt am I going to get? Is the Fiend off doing some BDSM bonded shit with Daniel Bryan and he's gone for a minute and now we're going to get regular Bray Wyatt for a little while? Or are the lights going to go out and he's going to somehow change real quick into the Fiend? Yeah, uh, I don't know now, what's gonna happen, I'm but interested now. Now that you brought that up, okay, because I'm fucking interested. Because le- next week is TLC, like you said, and before right now, I was just like, can we well, before right now, they didn't announce shit. Like we had no matches, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's next weekend. So I'm just yeah. like, can we skip that? Like, can we just not have this pay per view. Yeah. Uh. We had a tag team fatal four-way number one contenders match. Winner gets the New Day at TLC for the tag team titles. Your boys, the New Day, came out and started throwing pancakes at the announcers and hit Corey Graves in the face with a pancake, which was fucking hilarious. Their podcast, by the way, is phenomenal. Is it? I haven't listened to it yet. It is. It is. I'll have to add that to my list. I listen to so many podcasts. Oh, I know. Me too. Um... I was all about this because it was Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus The Revival versus Ali and Chad Gable. Why is that a thing? I don't have an answer for you, but 
Heavy Machinery, especially Otis, was entertaining as fuck this entire match. And then they got eliminated second. And then I lost complete and total interest. Understandable. Uh, Revival won. There was some back and forth between the Revival and New Day on the mic about the match. Was what it was. Hmm. Interesting hearing you not caring about the Revival. I've seen the Revival versus the New Day. I actually didn't care because I... Based on WWE knowledge, and I was incorrect, I just assumed, oh, hey, they made Ali and uh, Chad Gable a tag team. I guess I know who's going to win this match. Mm, they doing Didn't it. happen. But here's the thing, though. You said you've seen Revival versus New Day before. Yeah, there's been other times, though, that we've seen matches before. We're like, yeah, I'll watch that again. So it's just, it's just not an interesting match. It's not that it's not an interesting match. It's going to be a good match. And whether it's in a TLC match or a singles match or an elimination or a tornado tag or whatever they do, it's going to be a good match because both teams are talented as fuck. It's just I don't see the point in taking the titles off the Revival to put them on the New Day, to take them off the New Day and put them on the Revival. So if we're not going to beat the New Day, then I already know the outcome of the match. And as entertaining as it is, I know where it's going to go and the New Day is going to win. It's stupid to give the Revival the titles back because why did we take them off other than, oh, we wanted the New Day to have the championships for Survivor Series and now we're going to take them away. Like, I want some common sense here. Like, if New Day are going to be your champions, make New Day your champions and give them some new contenders. I'm not saying Revival can't do other shit, but let's get heavy machinery in there. That would be a really fun, even though it's babyface versus babyface, tag team match. That would be entertaining as shit. Big E and Otis in the ring regardless yeah. of skill which they have is entertaining as shit yeah yeah i've not seen on a pay-per-view any of the members of the lucha house party in a tag team match against the new day give me something new why give me something that we just did we've just taken the titles off the revival and put them on the new day so either you're going to put them back on the new day which means you wasted time putting the titles on the new day or you're not going to, which means, okay, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, and and the, thing, the tag team division is a division where you can do just try new shit all you want to because it's just, you know. You never know what's going to hit. Exactly, exactly. And Fucking. Thing, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking back to what I was saying before, though, like we we're seeing the same match over and over again. Like the Usos and the New Day were, like matches that I could watch over and over and over again. Like it was one that just like even after they did it like four times, I'm like, all right, all right, I understand why you don't want to do it again, but I'd watch it again. <laughs> like, I'll just say now the revival versus the Usos would be dope. That'd be something I'd like to see. Then we need the Usos. I wouldn't mind back. having the Usos come back and face the new day. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that other one, he's I think they put him in rehab. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I know. Um, but no, like you said, you can do anything in the tag division. Fucking, you know how bad it is that people want new things in the tag division? The fucking B team got over big you know, and became champions because we wanted something new. That's really the only reason why. We got behind Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins getting back together just so we could get something new. Mm-hmm. Give us something new. That's all we want. Um, also, uh, Kate has now dubbed Seamus Ginger Wolverine because he's got the old haircut, uh, no more mohawk. Uh, 
Oh, really? And she said he looks like Ginger Wolverine. Uh, he had another promo about him coming back, but no definitive date. Yeah, I caught the very end of that, and I really wasn't paying attention. Okay. Then uh, fixing myself something to eat, so it was like I saw that he was on there, but I really wasn't watching very closely. Yeah. Uh, then we got Lacey Evans versus a ringmaster, lion tamer, yeah, band director. Yeah. Just like, who is this circus motherfucker? Not important. Lacey Evans won a squash match. Sasha Banks' new music is the shit. Mm-hmm. I don't like that they use the old intro still, but yeah, I like her new music. After the old intro goes away and that drops, and of course, I know how you feel about Snoop Dogg. So having Snoop Dogg on it is obviously an added bonus for you, but it no, it's dope as shit. Like it, it is cool as fuck. Yeah. I need um, them to get rid of the, the original intro still though. I need them to drop that because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't mesh. Sasha wants revenge from last week when Lacey knocked her out. Uh, Lacey makes Sasha flinch and then goes to leave and Bailey catches her on the entrance ramp. And then Bailey and Sasha take out Lacey. Yeah. When did Lacey Evans become a fucking baby face? I don't know, but I'm not buying it. Not at all? No. Because it's just like, I mean, yeah, when she, the, the promo she cut, when she was like, I'm, I just got sick of blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, so you're sick of them doing what you were just doing two months ago. Yeah, basically. Like, it's just. Though, hey, Travis, to be honest, like, they do say that the things that annoy you most about other people are the things that annoy you about yourself. So, yeah, that doesn't make you a good guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then our main event, Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. Solid. <sighs> yeah, I didn't it was. Care, but it was a solid match. That's the thing. You remember there was a time when everyone hated Roman Reigns and wanted him to go away, and then he got cancer, and everyone felt bad for wishing that stuff on Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. and then he came back, and they're like, okay, good. He's okay. We're sorry. We won't wish bad things on you anymore because you actually got leukemia. Like, that happened. Real life. And then I said some things that I, I probably shouldn't have said that, that we're not yeah. going to talk about. Are, you, are we, are we going to... We're not going to cover that. We're not, we're okay. not talking about that. Okay. So... Since Roman Reigns has been back, I have not heard a negative thing about him. Honestly, because he's been out of the title picture and they're not forcing him down our throats in every title match with, you know, main eventing against Brock Lesnar, seven pay-per-views in a row. Like, people are good with him. But I also don't care. I don't care about him and Corbin. The story they're telling does not have me in any way, shape, or form, like, really amped up to see Roman Reigns beat up Corbin. You know why? Because two Roman Reigns... Yeah, to Roman Reigns, Corbin does not seem like a threat. They're doing all these things to make us hate Corbin, but not making us feel like Corbin is a legitimate threat to Roman Reigns. Yeah. You can have... Nobody cares about Corbin. You can hire a bunch of people to carry your throne down to the ring, and I don't even know why those people got involved. Like, that didn't make sense to me, but okay. You got all these people coming out, they carry you down to the ring, and then for whatever reason, they're going to jump Roman Reigns for you. Fine. You got some dude under the ring? Who the fuck was that? And why did he never get pulled out? Like, why was there a guy under the ring grabbing Roman Reigns' foot that never came out? Like, at first I was like, oh, maybe it's Bobby Roode. No, he was just under there the whole time. And his his whole reason to be there was to strap Roman Reigns' foot down. Did you not think we were not going to notice that Roman Reigns somehow got his foot strapped down if we hadn't seen the guy? And once we saw him, why not drag him out so we know who the fuck it is? 
or why he's down there. Like, it was very confusing. Then they cover Roman Reigns and fucking Alpo. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but it's not working because I just don't care. They're not giving me an inv- a reason to invest in this story or give a shit. Like, really give a shit. This is so funny. You Why? so much like me right now. <laughs> but it's the truth. Like, I know. I want to be invested. I'd love to be invested. I'd love to have Baron Corbin be the badass heel that I wanted him to be when he still had fucking hair and feel like a legitimate threat. Like, you try to do with Drew McIntyre, like you've done with Brock Lesnar. I'm not saying make him the same as Brock Lesnar, but don't beat him with everyone and make him look like a joke and then have him go up against Roman Reigns and all of a sudden I'm supposed to think there's a legitimate chance that Baron Corbin might beat Roman Reigns without help from Dolph Ziggler or Bobby Roode, that he's a threat, that he's somebody that Roman Reigns needs to worry about. He needs seven security guards, handcuffs, a dude under the ring, and Dolph Ziggler just to embarrass Roman Reigns, not even to beat him up or take him out. Like, you didn't injure him. You didn't send him to the hospital. You didn't do anything hurtful to Roman Reigns. You just tied him up and dumped dog food on him. What made this more disappointing was I wanted more of that Fiend Bray Wyatt fucking Ms. Daniel Bryan shit. I want to know if it was his pubes or his beard or his hair and what yeah. he looks like that's, without that's any question. one of those three. We got no answers. We got no answers. and Zero. There's another show where so. we got no answers that I asked questions about last week, too, but we'll get to that. Uh, Spitter Swallow Smackdown. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence because it's. It was 50-50 for me. I didn't see um, it, so all I saw was what I want to spit, so I'm spitting it. I'm going to swallow just because. That might, want me to, that might make me want to swallow it, but I didn't see it, so I'm not giving it credit for it. I'm going to swallow because really, like, the only disappointing thing was the Roman Reigns match and then that weird match that Lacey had with that Lacey jobber. Disappointing, too, because it was all just why. And I uh, Raw, Lacey has a face, so. Raw AW. Um, I don't know. I didn't like either one of them. Uh, Raw. Uh, we kick off it. We kick it off with AOP in a black van. Uh, Charlie asked them why they attack Kevin Owens. They talk in Albanian and Punjabi, which props to Charlie because I had no idea that those were the two languages they were using, but she did. Yeah. So I learned something. I thank her for telling us because I didn't yeah. either. I learned something. I need Rosetta Stone for Christmas. If anyone wants to buy me Rosetta Stone for Christmas, hit up my DMs at Matt Ritter on Twitter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. I'll give you my my shipping info or something. We'll P.O. Box, something. We'll figure it out because I need to know what the fucking uh, the Kabuki Warriors are saying in their promos. Now I need it for AOP. Like... I, I I need Rosetta Stone. Yo, like, listen, it is what it is. Yeah, like if Matt Ritter learns Punjabi, that will be like my favorite thing that has ever happened in life. Uh, Charlie said she doesn't speak those languages, but she can distinguish them. Uh, so when she asked for a translation, they said, "Charlie, you look lovely tonight." Samoa Joe's back on commentary, which is awesome and terrible because i'm so scared that he's gonna get stuck there but he is so good on commentary listen he is gold on commentary and i love the fact 
that he still calls Carl Anderson hot Carl. Like it is the greatest thing <laughs> on Raw. That like just even though I didn't like the show, hearing him call Carl Anderson hot Carl, like, okay, that made me smile. Uh, thank you, sir. Look at hot Carl. There, <laughs> there wasn't much to it. Did you give a shit about the uh, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, apology, AOP situation? Only thing I care about is who was conspicuous by her absence. Yeah, for the second week in a row. Exactly. Ain't no Becky. Exactly. That's what I was talking about earlier. Like, where's Becky? I do love that KO acknowledged, like, I'm in a situation where I have to team with someone I don't trust, and I know how this goes. I've watched wrestling before. Mm-hmm. I go up against the AOP with Seth Rollins. I get jumped by three guys. That's the inevitable end, so let's just do this now. But Seth bails, and then when the AOP got called out for two-on-one, they bailed. And this probably didn't make sense to you because I know you didn't go watch Starcade. And it didn't make sense to anyone else if they didn't watch Starcade. But I didn't even know Starcade was happening until like two days before. Yeah, well, we did the podcast and I told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At Starcade, Kevin Owens came out to address Bobby Lashley because, of course, Lana had a restraining order on Rusev and their no DQ match wasn't going to happen because of the restraining order. And, of course, by the end of that match, Rusev showed up and broke the restraining order with no consequences whatsoever. This man has broken restraining orders in more states than I can count, and not one FBI agent, not one police officer, not one anyone has hunted down and arrested Rusev for breaking that restraining order except for the Chicago PD because we do our fucking jobs, unlike in Tennessee. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. There Don't do what? Notable instances where the Chicago PD was fucking up. Do not do that. <laughs> Leave that alone. Okay. Leave that alone. Let me rephrase okay. that. Uh, when it comes to wrestling storylines, we do our job. There you go. There you go. Unlike in Tennessee, because Bobby had brought down two detectives as security. Yeah, and we're we going to talk about this right here. Go yeah, ahead. let's talk about this. Go ahead. Because... They're like, yeah, you brought us down here, you know, want us to arrest him, but we do things differently here. Oh, oh, so you just randomly arrest big black dudes around here because he didn't do anything. Hold on, hold on. So here's where I take issue. One, why did Lana and Bobby think detectives were a good replacement for security? Their job is to find someone. Why are you having them stand at ringside and not actively look for Rusev to stop him from interfering, as a detective would do? Secondly, they did not even attempt to get in the ring and arrest Rusev. They just watched as Rusev attacked Bobby Lashley. So clearly, you have now wasted some money in some way, shape, or form on these two. Now, I will say, Bobby Lashley did shoulder thrust that officer as he walked by. It's not like they just arrested him for no reason. Travis, Travis, no, do not look at me like that because you know, Travis, you know, that if you are talking to a police officer, much better than to shove your shoulder into him as you walk away. You would never do that. And you know you would never do that. And you know why you would never do that. Yeah, but if I'm surrounded by thousands of people in, in, in an arena, I figure I'm pretty safe. Safe from getting shot, but not safe from getting arrested. Like, it's some just like, bruh, really? Really? They were there to do a job, Matt. 
And instead of doing that job, they arrested the black guy. Oh, I agree 100%. It's completely fucked up. They should have gone after Rusev. The fact that basically I feel like they let their emotions get to them and they probably both had, you know, been cheated on, like had somebody come fuck their wives. They're like, I see what's going on here. If I was him, I'd want to get, you know, my licks in too. Go for it, Rusev, and just let that shit slide. And then arrested Lashley, maybe because he's black, maybe because he shoulder thrusted him, maybe because he fucked. Because they distinctly said we do things differently here in Tennessee. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. Fucker. Yeah, no, you're right. It's because he was black. Uh, and probably more so not just because he was black, but because the woman that he was fucking was a white woman yeah, on top yeah. of being black. That is um, exactly what was going on there, and I'm not okay. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. That's probably, probably facts. Uh, but Lana then uh, yeah, well, didn't. She, she, she fucked up. <laughs> well, she fucked up because she didn't realize that if you're the one fucking the black guy, you're not allowed to hit the cops either. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, generally, you're not allowed to hit the cops. Them. Like, she actually hit them, though. That's I was going to say, generally, you're not allowed to hit the cops, but I think, like, in her white princess Florida world, she's like, oh, we hit cops all the time because I'm a white girl and they're going to leave me alone. Like, blah, blah, blah. But when you're in Tennessee and you're in cahoots with a man that they are arresting who is of a darker skin color and that man has been inside you and you have admitted it and then you hit a cop, you're basically in his eyes, about on the same level as the guy they're already arresting. So you've done really fucked up. Yeah. Lana and Roos, or Lana and Lashley get arrested. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Did I you watch, see Drew? I'm just like, I just, it's just, can't believe I'm seeing this in, unfold in front of my eyes on my wrestling. Now, what I, I did enjoy. On Gore's internet. What, what, I did, what I did enjoy was when they got put in the cop cars and Truth and the Street Profits are just standing there watching. Oh, that's fun. That was fun. Because that face they made. They made that mm-hmm. face, and I'm like, they knew what happened. They're like, yep. mm-mm-mm. Because <laughs> like, that's what that looked like to me. It looked to me like they looked at each other like, mm-mm-mm. We know what happened here. Mm-hmm. We know better. We ain't. <laughs> yep. Exactly <laughs> my point. See, they knew better. Anyway, uh, did you see Drew McIntyre versus Akira Tozawa? Um, yes, I did. Poor guy. Drew defeat. Okay. Uh, Drew won. Poor guy. Uh, then he calls out Randy Orton He's won. for wait, poking. Wait, 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 wait. Cause, cause I feel like I should know who that guy is, but I don't. Uh, he was 205 live champion. I wouldn't know that. Keep going. He's one NXT. Asian. Yeah. I, I noticed. Okay, I thought you were saying like you were trying to remember. No, 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 okay. no. I'm trying to no, like, no. like like when I watched the match, like I feel like I should know who this dude is, but I don't remember him. Uh, most most of the stuff he's done on Monday Night Raw has been not good enough for Hulu. Uh, he he did a couple things on NXT, but he's not on NXT since you've been watching NXT. So oh okay, mostly two hundred five and two hundred five live shit. No, I know I didn't watch uh, that. So okay, so Drew calls out Randy because Randy poked him in the eyes and. He's got re- the reasons that Drew hates Randy are all the reasons why Travis loves Randy because Randy does what he wants and because Randy goes where he wants and thinks he's better than everyone and thinks he can do whatever he wants. And I'm like, I'm listening to these reasons and I'm like, these are all the reasons why Travis loves him though. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things like, but it's, it's true. 
But the reason why I love that Randy does it because Randy earned it. Like, okay. He earned it by being Randy fucking Orton. Like that's the that's the thing. Like everybody can't do that. Randy Orton can. Because he's Randy. This is Orton. this is what was weird about Raw though. So we had a confrontation between Seth and KO, which led to the AOP, which somehow ended up being Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens that we didn't even get a finish for. Now we've got Drew calling out Randy Orton. Then the OC comes out. And yes, we're supposed to get along with Luke Gallows and Hot Carl and Hot Carl. Um, They're pissed off because AJ lost the U.S. title. Um, And then we're going to get Randy versus the OC uh, in a beatdown because Drew leaves like he called Randy out for a fight and then just left and let the OC take over. So Ricochet tried to make the save, and so does Humberto and Ray. Ray's the only one that gets any success, but it's like, how do we start with Randy and Drew having an issue and end up with Ray Mysterio beating up the OC? That's the thing. It started out with like, oh, okay, this is something I care about, and then turned into something I don't give a shit about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because... I don't know. I don't like to do this so soon, like write people off so soon, but the Umberto experiment seems to be a failure. I don't care. Really? Because he had, I mean, he puts on really good matches, but he has cool moments in his matches. Yeah. I wouldn't say he has good matches. I'd say he has cool moments in his matches. Fair enough. Uh, Did you see Alistair Black? Negative. Did you see Andrade? Unfortunately, I did not see Zelina. Did you see any of the 24-7 title stuff? No. Did you see Eric Rowan and Hanoe Jose? No. Did you see Charlotte? I did. Charlotte lost to the Bukaki Warriors in a two-on-one match. Yeah. 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 This week, we got no spitting from Asuka. Swallowed that shit. She swallowed. Uh, they did. I, it was cool. Kyrie Sane coming off with the elbow drop on Os- or on uh, Charlotte. Well, Charlotte has Asuka in the figure eight. Is cool, but it's also the exact same spot they did to let Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte. I was about to say, like we've we've now discovered that Charlotte is very very much exposed while she has someone in the figure eight. It's very. Yeah. It works very well in a one on one match, but if anybody else is involved, <laughs> probably shouldn't do that. Did you see our tag team champions in a squash match? I don't even remember who the tag team champions are, so probably not. Who, who tag champs now? Viking Raiders. Oh, yeah, of course not. We, we know Viking Raiders don't make Hulu. And that then our main event. Four months. Our main event, the OC defeats Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, and Humberto, or Pew yeah. Pew Ricochet, or... I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I was setting you up to say something. I ignored what you said. Oh, so I'm oh, gonna try this again. What they call them. There we go. Um, and then we get an RKO on AJ from Orton and yeah, yeah, because that's what he yeah. did. All right, not good enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Monday Night Raw edition. Tony Nice loses to Alistair Black, and then Buddy Murphy says he's gonna calm Alistair Black down, which I don't understand because he is literally probably the most calm person on the roster. Yeah, yeah, he, he rises calmly, up. He calmly fucks you up. 
Yes. He calmly fucks you up. I mean, he flips into a Zen Indian style position in the middle of his matches. He rises up from a resting position to start his entrance. Like, I don't know how much more you can calm the man down. Andrade with Zelina defeats Eric Young. So Eric Eric Young got on Raw. He oh, had a match. I got he lost the spotlight that I didn't see. Uh, Rowan uh, beats No Jose and the Conga line down, and then uh, Jose still refuses to show us Harper's cock in a cage. Um, Viking Raiders win a squash match, and then r Truth loses the twenty four seven title to race car driver Kyle Busch because he had a retired race car driver next to him who had a referee shirt on under his jacket. So, Travis, apparently, to win the 24-7 title, you can be a special guest referee not ordained by the WWE. All you need is a ref shirt. shirt. Yes. All we need to do is just show up somewhere where we're all happening, and I'll just wear a referee shirt. You become 24-7 champ. And then I'll take my shirt off, and you take that shirt off. We'll switch. You can pin me, and I'll count myself down. Exactly. Exactly. See, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. We can pass it back and forth and just never show up on Raw again. <laughs> it will be 24 7 champ Our truth does win it back later on, of course. But yeah, they gave it to a fucking race car driver. Like, just, it was so fun. Yeah, that's not And now they've ruined fun. it. Like, yeah, they just, I told you how they ruined it. They split up our truth and Carmella. Like, that's how they yeah. ruined it. So, not good enough for Hulu. Uh, Tony Nice and Aleister Black, Andrade and Eric Young, our truth's 24 7. Title Rowan and No Way Jose. By the way, though, yeah, and uh, the Viking Raiders squash match. All right, now uh, spit or swallow Monday Night Raw. I'm spitting it because of racism. I'm with you on that. I, I, at first, I was kind of like, okay, there's interesting shit going on on Monday Night Raw, but then it got really convoluted. And even though I got Alistair Black. He didn't make Hulu like he had a match against Tony Nese. Like, who the fuck is Tony Nese? Somebody night raw. Like, the fuck is a Tony Nese? Yeah, another former cruiserweight champion. Um, is everybody a former cruiserweight champion? Not everybody. Are but you there are quite a former a few. cruiserweight champion, Matt? No, I'm not. I, unfortunately, I'm not under 205. Travis, not going to happen. You were when I met you, though. Yeah, there wasn't a cruiserweight title when you met me. Oh, there was a cruiserweight title when I met you. It was just in WCW. Yeah. They passed that title around like hotcakes, too. So, you know. I didn't reach the age limit. Except for except for when Jericho had. Jericho had it for a long time. Anyway, go ahead. Over on AEW, uh, we kick it off with the Young Bucks and Dustin Rhodes defeating the Inner Circle. This match got a lot of controversy because there was a spot that was poorly shot by the TV crew that made it look like Sammy Guevara went to go do a shooting star press on no one and then got super kicked by the Bucks, And it looked really dumb and it looked really bad. Luckily, there was a fan in the crowd who recorded it and showed that Matt Jackson was laying there and hopped up after oh, Sammy happen? Guevara. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, that's yeah. what it looked like to me, too. Um, the Bucks and Dustin defeat the inner circle. Dustin's out there with his... Can we... What? Can, can we talk about that finish though? Cause, okay. Cause, cause I'm just I'm watching this. I'm like, really, really, bro. This, this is what we're doing. We're gonna 
that dude, he's just going to lay there and kind of roll around and not move because, you know, he's clearly conscious because he's not knocked out, but he's going to lay there and wait for it, though. And Yeah. We do get a lot of that in WWE now, too. Yeah, and I hate it there, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point. That's, that's my point. It's just, and you know, it's more particularly NXT than it is WWE, but, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah. It's those matches where these, like, you know, these great high flyers are in, you know. And it's just, instead of, like, you know, making it make sense to do it, they just kind of wait for it to happen. You know what I mean? And it's just. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's annoying. Instead of, like, knocking your opponent out and making sure your opponent's just laying there acting knocked out, they take too long to get up there to set the move up. And then it doesn't make sense that the guy's moving around but not getting out of the way. And you see it a lot, especially with suicide dives and things like that to the outside, where the guy's just standing there waiting to catch him. Yeah, yeah. And it takes the yeah. Go ahead. it takes away the uh, air of wow. disbelief that yeah, maybe this is a rear. Back. It's not fight. a wow. Somebody yeah. just standing there watching it happen. And then times when they, you know, they do the move and they don't even hit you, like when Charlotte does that moonsault. Yeah. And she just lands next to him. Yeah. They just fall because she landed next to them and like grazed them with her arm. I don't know. She might have elbowed them in the face. She's throwing them bows, Travis. Yeah, okay. Throw them bows. Drop bows on them. Uh, also, Sammy Guevara went to go do a 630, uh, but apparently he does not finger his butthole because it was nowhere near as tight or as clean as Ricochet's. But he did it. Everybody can't be pretty Ricky. That's true. Uh, Trent loses to Ray Phoenix, and then they've got a post-match altercation that basically happened during the break, so I don't know what that was about. Because they do this thing where they go to commercial, but there's, like, shit that I need to hear or I want to hear that's going on, but I can't hear it because there's a commercial playing and it's picture-in-picture. That's one thing production-wise, along with some of the camera shots that they need to work out, is when you go to commercial, don't have something going on, that I need to fucking know about that well, I can't hear. To hear. Like, they can have yeah. like, action going on, but don't. Like, yeah. You know, not during the promos. Go during the match, but not like backstage segments or after matches when there's altercations and people talking and going back and forth. Like, don't do that. Uh, Nyla Rose comes out and defeats Blue Pants. You remember Blue Pants? Do you remember Blue Pants? You don't remember Blue Pants. Okay. Leva Bates who is the librarian, who was Nyla Rose's opponent, was in NXT. She had blue hair and blue pants. Basically, she wore, like, the 90s X-Men costume, and Enzo and Cass dubbed her blue pants. So from then on, she was referred to by everyone as blue pants. That was her name. Oh, that's um, cool. She should have stuck around so they can keep doing that. Nyla gets attacked by Shanna. 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 Um because Shanna attacked her or was attacked by Nyla Rose and put through a merch table um, at a signing. Uh, then Nyla decides that the ref trying to stop her from putting Shanna through a table is unacceptable. So she puts the ref through the table and then she puts Shanna through the ref. Understandable. Fuck that ref. Also, this happened during a commercial break. So, <laughs> Travis, another thing that blew up on the internet, and, you know, this Wednesday Night worship's it's all controversy, but NXT TakeOver. Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole go off the top of the cage. 
They cut to ringside after they go through the tables. There's a woman sitting in the crowd going like this, and it's Britt Baker, AEW talent and girlfriend of Adam Cole, right? Okay. Boom. Yeah. AEW decided to parody that moment here when Nyla Rose put Shanna through the referee by cutting to the crowd and having Britt Breaker sit there like this, making the same face, at which point they said, oh, my God, that's Adam Cole's girlfriend. I thought it was hilarious. There are all these people all over the Internet that really just hate any time AEW in any way, shape, or form acknowledges that NXT or the WWE or any wrestlers over – they say it's childish. They say it's stupid. They don't like that they take shots back and forth. What – happened i don't know we lived for that shit we did and then like you know think let's look back to to the 90s those were the good old days when we could just you know we had the huckster and the nacho man you know and all those fucking dx tank at the norfolk scope like that is one of the biggest moments that we still fucking talk about that was a shot from wwe to wcw literally showed up tony shivani bro like it was just it's because, because fuck you. Like <laughs> Tony Schiavone in the butts and seats line. Another shot across the bow. Oh, yeah. Like, some of the stuff is history, and they have chances to make history in this war, but all the internet wants to do is whine and say, someone actually argued that things have changed, and this isn't the company the 90s is anymore, and it's unethical for AEW to talk about NXT and vice versa. Well, to whoever says that, I will say, and you can at me, I don't give a fuck. Kiss my ass. You're stupid. You're a waste um, of space. You should stop breathing and save oxygen from people more worthy. <laughs> he might actually hear because he's one of my mutuals on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not. So he might hear it. And maybe he'll hit you well, up. Whoever that, that is. That is that S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S I'll say on behalf of Matt Fuck you and four no, no, no. fuckers that look like you. Not on behalf of Matt, because I had a very civil discussion with him where we agreed to disagree. I told All right, well, on that. behalf of me, I'll say fuck you and four motherfuckers that look like you. And then we got what could have been the greatest moment of AEW tonight, and it was still okay, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. Jericho's lexicon, because he has now moved to past lists. It's not lists of thousands of holds or the list of Jericho or any of that. He's got a lexicon now. His and he talks about holds is like an iconic moment that I will never forget. But anyway, go ahead. He talks about all the people he won't fight. And in honor of that list of holds, every like fifth person he throws in John Moxley. Yeah. Just like he did Armbar. Yeah. Arm it was great. <laughs> uh he runs down all these people, and then the Jurassic Express music hits. Down comes Luchasaurus and his children. Uh, They get in the ring, and Jericho says, you didn't let me finish. I was going to say no crustaceans or anyone from the crustaceous period. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not surprised. My people, dinosaurs, have been getting discriminated against for millions of years. Um, Millions. But what if he's like, I would have been like, well, I'm from the Jurassic period. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, then he also, like, I, I would have done something like that, but yeah, he also says that he's not going to fight 
Marco Stunt because he doesn't beat up children. Joey leaves Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, who is 0-8, gets a match against Jericho in his last match. And there were people that were mad about this, too, because wins and losses are supposed to matter. But here's the thing. Jericho's got a contract that lets him pick his opponent. Jericho's goal here is to get people over. It's not a title match. It's a non-title match. Why do people care that Jericho's having a non-title match against anybody? I don't understand it either. People just get worked there up over the dumbest reasons shit. There have gripes with AEW. This just isn't one of them. Jericho and Hagar get run off. Uh, I also kind of wanted to see Hagar and Luchasaurus go at it. But, hey, you got Luchasaurus this week, Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. And I was happy to see him. And then uh, our number one contender for the Women's AEW Championship, Hikaru Shida. Loses to Chris Stadlander, and then we get introduced to the Nightmare Collective. Travis. Oh, I didn't talk about that. Where is that? Oh, I need to go back to that. Remind me to go back after this because I skipped something. The Nightmare Collective is Brandy Rhodes, Awesome Kong, and it's an extension of what they call the Nightmare Family. If you're not familiar with what the Nightmare Family is, it's basically anyone related to Cody Rhodes because when he left WWE, and made it big on the independent scene, he decided that because he couldn't be Cody Rhodes, he was going to be the American Nightmare, the opposite of his father, the American Dream. So Brandy, by extension, is part of the Nightmare family. She brought in Awesome Kong. They wanted Chris Statlander to join. But instead of that, Chris just left. We never got like a conclusion there what was going to happen. Somebody in the crowd volunteered themselves to be sacrificed Gets her hair chopped off by Awesome Kong. It was very weird. Like, Brandy's amazing on the mic. Her character work is fantastic. I don't care how good she is or isn't in the ring because she's not wrestling right now. A lot of people give Brandy shit because she's not, in their opinion, that great of a wrestler. I see why they say it. Point is, as a character on TV, she is fantastic, but this was fucking weird. Oh, yeah. Um. There are times when I, the whole thing with Awesome Kong from like the first time I saw it was just like, why is this happening? This is weird. I'm happy to see Awesome Kong, but I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll do that last. Pentagon defeated Christopher wait, Daniels. Wait wait, 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 wait. You forgot something. Remember? Go back. Yeah, I said I'm going to do that last. Oh, okay. Pentagon defeated Christopher Daniels. Uh, only notable thing here is Christopher Daniels' little botch there. Um, yeah, I chuckled. <laughs> like, yeah. You fucked up. That's funny. Then we got a Blade Buddy Butcher promo that was dope, even though I'm still kind of upset that this didn't happen before they debuted. It was a cool promo, and I am a huge Bunny fan. Um, and then John Moxley defeats Joey Janela, and Chris Jericho comes out post-match and stands in the crowd and kind of mocks John Moxley as we go off air. What we didn't talk about, Cody Rhodes is just like I know he's Dusty's kid. So the fact that he cuts a great promo should be no surprise. Be like surprise. he's Dusty's kid, he's Dustin's brother, but it is just ridiculous. Like he may be right now the best promo in wrestling. Over Jericho, over KO, over anyone, he is just that mm-hmm. damn good. I'm thinking about it, he might be cuz I'm right now, yeah. Also, he quoted Garth Brooks at the beginning of that shit. 
And that got to me because not many people know this, but there is a very small part of my love of music that is country music, and it is completely encapsulated by one and only Garth Brooks and no other country singers. Garth Brooks is my shit. Um, he gave a child a hundred bucks. It was yeah, some random kid that for some reason was wearing a vest and tie to a wrestling event. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure why that kid was wearing a vest and tie to a wrestling event? But okay. It's a great promo. It's about him wanting to get to MJF at any cost. He offered his shoes, his watch, the money, you know, all the fucking everything. Like it was really good, really well done. The guy is just fucking talented. WWE really fucked up by not using him properly. Because that mean, guy's a fucking star. argue they were with the Stardust thing. Because the Stardust thing was pretty fucking dope. I did not like it. I didn't. I did. I did. When they first started <sighs> with him and Goldust, it was good. And that should have led to a match between the two of them at WrestleMania. But it didn't. They fucked that up. I Stardust say that's more. Cool. I will say that's less of WWE using Cody properly, and that's more of a compliment on Cody being able to take a shit idea and make something out of it. I mean, that happens with a lot of Having him parody his brother Goldust, who, by the way, both of them are Dusty Rhodes kids. Both of them are talented as hell on the microphone and in the ring. Both of them could have been used better than they were. He got Goldust over because that was it. Like, he had to get Goldust over. This is what I'm given. I'm going to make this shit work. I'm going to push as many boundaries as I can. Some would argue Goldust ushered in the Attitude Era. Like, he did that shit. But Cody shouldn't be Dusty. Cody shouldn't be Goldust. Cody should have just been Cody because Cody's Cody now, and Cody's fucking killing it. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I will argue, like, I think, I think what he did with the Stardust character is pretty fucking dope. And only reason why I thought it was, you know, I really do think that should have led to a WrestleMania match. We never got that, which is disappointing. But... Fair enough. We did get it, however, in AEW, and you didn't watch it, and it was a bloody fucking mess, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, AEW, spit or swallow? <sighs> you got Luchasaurus. Yeah. That's about Cody's all. promo. Oh, I mean, well, you got Cody's promo. You got someone going through a table. At the hands of the beast, Nyla Rose. You got the lexicon of Jericho. But, like, I don't know, man. Why do I care? I will say, we said that they haven't given us a reason to tune in next week yet. And while that's still true, I am going to keep watching because I want to see Cody Rhodes get his hands on MJF. They've at least hooked me with that story. Also, I'm very interested in the bunny and the two guys that stand behind her in BDSM costumes. Yeah. But interested in the bunny. thing. And you know, you know how I am about factions. And I feel like the inner circle should be something I should care about. And they're not making me care about the inner circle. And I'm disappointed by that. Like, okay. I like Jericho. They don't give a shit about the inner circle. You know? Yeah. And no, I get that. And then, like, those cult dudes. What's the cult thing called? <laughs> the Dark Order. Yeah, them. Them. Do something with them, make me give a shit about their mid-card shit, you know? Well, that's the thing is, they debuted them, and then they started doing the promos. So, like, I didn't give a shit about them for months, and then they're like, oh, this is what the Dark Order is. And, like, now I'm like, okay. But I'm already kind of, like, anti-Dark Order because you just had them fucking show up and do some shit, and 
they you didn't even tell me who the fuck they were the first night they showed up you're like oh who's this and like i never got an answer like it was weird like they're they do things ass backwards and it's not working for me like I, I, I not really for me either because like, i don't care about them either but i'm like maybe they can do more with them and make me care but then they didn't so i don't know yeah i mean i guess i'll swallow it i mean i didn't, I didn't hate it yeah because you spit smackdown you spit raw yeah i don't want to um, spit everything i guess i can say yeah yeah eight. well i know you're not going to spit the next thing because it was definitely the best show of the week in my opinion oh it definitely was bask in his glory let's go so we're both going to swallow that we'll forego all that shit so uh did you see Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane? Yes. All right. Uh, Pete Dunn loses Killian Dane. Killian wanted uh, Priest. Dunn came down anyway. Uh, then the Undisputed Era calls out Finn Balor. They want answers. But instead, we bask in his glory. Bask in his glory. Keith Lee comes out. Great promo. Good on the mic. Uh, fights off the entire he Undisputed Era. A mother fucking star i will say it every fucking week go ahead he fights off the undisputed era champ comes down to help and the undisputed era escapes did you see Shayna baszler versus Ia Lee? yes that was actually disappointing because they kind of hyped it up and Shayna basically just kind of destroyed zaya and it wasn't a great match from it at all but uh did you see the forgotten sons squash match um I don't think so. This is NXT. We don't need to do squash matches on NXT. We do them on Raw, and we do them on SmackDown with established talent that don't need them. Don't do them on fucking NXT. No more fucking squash matches live from Full Sail on NXT. You have enough talent on that roster to give the Forgotten Sons someone to have a fucking match against. Could have used fucking Riddick Moss and whoever the other fucking guy was that I just saw on NXT UK that were down in NXT. You could have done that shit. Stop with the squash sons. matches. What? Who are the Forgotten Sons? Uh, remember, we talked about this. Um, they're the three dudes that look like they would be at an NRA meeting. One's really jacked. Used to be Gunner and NXT. Or, uh, oh, and those dudes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that match, but I know who you're talking about. Go ahead. Uh, did you see Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai? I mean... Did you see that segment? Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, I mean, like, okay. yes. <laughs> it wasn't a match. Rhea is scheduled to face Dakota Kai, but Rhea, unfortunately, kind of stumbles through a promo that leads to Mia Yim actually being Dakota Kai's opponent. We don't even get that match, though, because Yim just wants to whoop that ass. Let's because Dakota Kai she went out there because she called her fucking hood right, so she went out I there. I was getting whooped, there. Whooped her ass in her Tims, dog. Like, she <laughs> but, like. Here's the great thing about that. Dakota Kai is cutting this promo, and as you've said, as a heel, Dakota Kai looks fantastic. But she's cutting this promo about how she's going to beat up Rhea Ripley like she took out that hood rat Mia Yim. So she admits that she's the one that took out Mia Yim and basically constructed the entire demise of Rhea's Survivor Series uh, War Games team, even though they still won. But they got it. She admitted it. Now that she's admitted it, Mia Yim is going to take a pound of flesh. She's whooping that ass, as you said, in her Tim's, which was fantastic. Um, they, that's what I kept saying as I'm watching. Like, yo, she is doing this in her Tim's. Like, she really did come out here in her Tim's to whoop her ass. Uh, they end up brawling out of the arena, and then Shayna and her cronies come down and attack Rhea, who's actually fighting back pretty well. She gets out of the uh, 
Carafuda clutch a couple times before all three of them get on her and lock it in. And then uh, Shayna says, Rhea, you want a match? Well, so do I. I'll see you on December 18th. So that is the first exciting title match announced for December 18th. Rhea versus Shayna. I want to see that shit. I'm down. Two weeks, women's title match on the line. Uh, did you see Cassius Ono versus Matt Riddle? Negative. Did you see Kushida versus Raul Mendoza? I don't even know what a Raul Mendoza is, so no. Well, it was actually Cameron Grimes. It was Kushida versus Cameron Grimes. I don't know what a Cameron Grimes is either. Yes, you do. He wears the weird fucking hat. He's really hairy. Kate talked about how he's got a bush that sticks out of his fucking trousers. White guy. We've talked about this a couple times. I kind of remember that. No, I didn't see that match. Okay. Uh, you didn't see the main event, though. Of course. So we got Team Champa, which is Champa, Dominic Dijakovic. You can call and it Champa if you want to. It's just easier to call it that. Because it was Team Champa from uh, War Games. I mean, I get you, but you know. To be fair. Bask in his glory. I've got a little issue, not issue, but like internal debate. So we'll get to that. Anyway, and Keith Lee versus the Undisputed Era in a six-man tag team match because Bobby Fish is out with an injury. Um, great fucking match. Real fun. Balor comes down, fucking drop kicks the Undisputed Era, picks up and hits this fucking 1916 DDT on Champa and then gets in the corner, pulls a little... Doc Holiday from Tombstone says, I got two guns, one, one for each of you. of you, aims them at Adam Cole, and then over his shoulder rises up a very angry Keith Lee. Travis, I stuck my hands out. I gave him the energy gave from the energy. Spirit Bomb. You got to give all him of the it. energy. All of it. Every time. Gave him the energy for the Spirit Bomb. He hits the Spirit Bomb. Um, Balor, the ref is down at this point. He got down. He got knocked down earlier. Adam Cole then thinks he's going to take Keith Lee off, take him out, takes him out at the knee, goes for the last shot. Keith Lee scoops him up into a fireman's fireman's carry jackhammer. Keith Lee pins your NXT champion one two three in the ring. Now normally, Travis would tell you that. To beat the champ, to get a title shot is not something he likes or agrees with. But in this case... According to the rule, he's supposed to automatically get a title shot, and he didn't. Okay, no. So here's why he there's a an shot issue there, a title shot. Hold on, Travis. That's why there's an issue. Champa, A, was a champion who relinquished his title and never got a rematch. B, pinned the champion at war games. So if anyone's entitled to a title shot, it's Champa. Is this true? Finn Balor beat champa one two three in the ring so now finn balor is entitled to a title shot now keith lee comes along and beats adam cole one two three in the ring so which is why we need motherfucking gms because they're important to the way wrestling works now william regal comes out tells us that next week on nxt in your main event 
for the number one contendership to face Adam Cole in two weeks on December 18th, the same night that you get Rhea versus Shayna. It will be Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa versus motherfucking Keith Lee. The winner gets Cole for the title. I don't even care who wins, Travis. I want to see all three of those matches. Yeah, exactly. I would like, like when we talked about giving us stuff to like make us want to watch next week. Oh yeah. This made Kate Kate does not watch NXT on a week to week basis. I just told her what was happening. She goes, "Remind me, I'm going to watch that next week." <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I don't even know who to pick cuz he's like I want you know I want Keith Lee to win. You know I want to bask in his glory. But, you know, same time, I still respect Finn Balor. I don't know Tommaso that well, but I enjoy what I've seen of him so far, so I wouldn't mind seeing him win either. So it's just like let's uh see what happens here. I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. See, I'm in kind of the same camp as you, except I respect the hell out of Ciampa. He's been a badass since his return. I've loved everything he's done, so I want him to win. But I also want Keith Lee to win. And then, as you said, I'm cool with Finn Balor winning too because no matter what, any one of those three matches for the title is going to be fucking awesome. It is more than likely the last NXT because I don't think NXT or AEW are going to run on Christmas. So it is the last show of the year that we get an NXT or an AEW. There is a good chance that we leave December 18th with a new women's champion and a new AEW champion. And it could be Tommaso's second, Finn Balor's third, or Keith Lee's first. So now they've got me locked in for two weeks in a row now. Two weeks straight, I have to tune in to watch NXT. Give you a reason to watch. Give you a reason to say I didn't. And you didn't even want to watch this show. You didn't even want to watch this show. I didn't. It's the best wrestling of the week. I didn't. You're right. I fought it. I'm still fighting it on AEW because I really don't want to watch that anymore, but it's fine. I'll keep Listen, doing it. If we get yeah. to a point to where it is that much of a chore, if it has not picked up and locked in your interest, I will babble about what happens to AEW while you're looking up Panda Gifts, and we can do that. We'll talk about it. I also enjoy complaining. All right. But we can do that, too. <laughs> okay. All right, Travis, uh, you want to go ahead and plug the whole spiel? What sp- wait, wait, huh? What happened? Patreon. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck that. are you talking about, bro? All right. Yes, people, people, people. Look at me right here. If you're listening, just, just perk your ears up. I know. I tune Matt out sometimes, too. But we love what we do here. We do. We love giving you this content every week for free for free we've been giving it to you for free for so long and we will continue to give you this particular content for free every week two years two years we've been giving it to you for free and we'll keep doing that but we want to give you more but in order for us to give you more we can't do the more for free we need a little bit of support just a little bit not even a lot just a little bit if you could throw us a dollar Go to patreon.com/slash creation world. Throw us a dollar and we'll shout you out because we appreciate your support. Dollar holla, as Matt likes to call it, the dollar holla. 
in a very bad Teddy Long impersonation, by the way. Holla, holla, holla. Now, if you want to support us even more, throw us five. You can put five on it. Five time. Throw five on it, and we'll give you some other content that we're producing a month early. Now, because we love you, we'll give you that content, you know, anyway, a month later. It'll just be late on it, you know. Everybody else will see it already and be like, hi, I saw that shit. You late. But if you throw us five. And that content includes. Yes, the content includes return to wrestling from us, which we go back and we check out old WCW content, starting from the very first Monday Nitro. Matt is throwing up the diamond cutter sign because he's a fan of DDP. Um, also, if you're a fan of Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow, we're doing source material, which is basically us covering the comic book source material that, you know, gave us the Arrowverse. Also on top of that, there's a show that I'm doing with Jonathan Jones Grucius called Space Stuff. Butt Stuff in Space. There's no butt stuff involved. I looked back at the script and made sure there was no butt stuff so I could say that, you know, confidently. I wasn't sure before because it was me and John. But there was no butt stuff involved in that. There might be in the future because there's other scripts being written. It might end up happening. But right now, there's no butt stuff. However, so they get those three shows. Yeah. And the shout out for $5. $5. $5. Three brand new shows. One from Travis Amara, one from Travis and John, and another wrestling podcast, and a shout out on whatever podcast you want for $5. You know, if you ask nicely, we'll do it on all three. What else they got, Travis? Throw us a little more. We'll also throw in some behind-the-scenes content. I believe that's 20. Is that 20? We'll say it's 20. That's 20, and I don't even know what he recorded. I say some stupid shit before we get on here. God really knows do. what he's got. We really do. Mars editing together some behind-the-scenes content from all the shows. We'll put that up also. Oh, shit. That's that exclusive, good. though. That won't come out a month later. You can only get that when you contribute 20 bucks on Patreon. That's hidden. And with that 20 bucks, you still get those three shows and the dollar holler. This is true. This is true. Now, if you want to throw us, like, you know, a little more because you love us that much, you can throw us 50. And if you throw us 50, you either you also get to contribute to our shows. You let us know, like, hey, you all haven't talked about this on the show before. Talk about this for me. So give us a topic to discuss. Sure. We'll do that for you. Will you do that? Any show we want. Any we, cover, we cover a review of wrestling every week. We will break up our podcast schedule and cover your topic for you if that's what you want. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, some people, that's not enough, Matt. Some folks, that's not enough. Not enough? No, no, no. Some people want to be there. Whoa, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So for $50, they get to submit a topic. But let's not forget, they also get behind the scenes. They do. They also get the three podcasts a month early. They They also get that dollar holler. They do. So you get... You don't have to pay $20 and $5 and $1 and $50. No, 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 no. no. One donation of $50, boom, that month covered. All of it. Submit a topic, get a shout-out on all three podcasts, behind the scenes, and 
all three podcasts early. One payment. One payment. One. One. But if that's not enough for you, you you, you can do more. You want to go further. Like, you want to be in it, in the thick of it. If you throw us a hundred, you can be on the shit. Any podcast you want. In the bush. All up in that. Deep in that bush. All up in it. All up in it. You can be smacking a raw. You can be super flashy. You can go on the show that I am not going to be allowed to go on ever again because I invented Dollar Holler and other reasons. Never. Creation conversation. And do the stuff that I wanted to do and only got to do once for so long. Be on those shows. Be a part of it. Get in the conversation. Let everyone hear your opinion on what's going on. Tell me and Travis what we think. Talk shit to us. We'll talk shit to you. It'll be fun. And on top of that, you still get to submit a topic. If you want to come on an episode for the topic you submitted, we'll make that happen. And you get the behind the scenes. And you get the three podcasts a month early. And you get a shout out, probably on the podcast that you're on. But if you want, we'll shout you out on the two that you don't show up on. Yeah, why not? So for $100 total, you get every perk and you get to show up on the show. But that one is limited. Very limited. Well, the, the topic one is limited too, I believe. Yeah, that's that's limited also. Yeah. Only can take so many because we can't have like yeah, submit a topic and then we won't even get the show done, you know. Exactly. But yeah. Get in there. We would love your support. We appreciate it greatly. Thank you very much. You guys can find all of this intro at https colon backslash backslash l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash creation world creation world is c-r-e-a-t-i-a w-o-r-l-d yeah i'll put it in the, i'll put it in the description of the podcast it's also on my twitter at matt ritter that is at m-a-t-t-r-i-d-d-e-r it is on that twitter under my website the link tree for creation world is there so you guys can just click there it's got the patreon it's got the teespring where you guys can go get merch from our podcast t-shirts hoodies leggings it's christmas time show us some love show us some support that way if you guys don't want to there spend- but i'm sure if i try hard enough i could even get you a smack at a raw thong <laughs> okay there you go just ask nice um, I, I bet i can make it happen linktree has links to everything including our porn hub including our youtube and where we get the merchandise and the patreon so you guys can find it all there so it's a link tr.ee slash creation world to go check that out and there you guys can find everything you need you guys can find creation world description below so you can just click it there you go don't let me forget find creation world on twitter at creation world that is at the creation world t-h-e-c-r-e-a-t-i-a-w-o-r-l-d on twitter at the creation world Travis Pointer at Sir Cusselot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. And as we've said already, you know where to find me on Twitter. Please go follow Travis and Creation World on both Twitter and Instagram. You guys have the handles. We'd appreciate it. We could need we we need more followers for uh, Creation World. And if you guys start Twitter, following yeah, we us. We definitely need the followers on Twitter. We will start posting links to where you can find everything. So all you got to do is go there. And you'll be able to find the YouTube videos or the Pornhub videos or the podcast links or whatever you need. So the more places you interact with us, the more places we make it easy for you to find our shit. That's how this works. Yeah, man.
facebook.com slash group slash smack and raw. We have a poll going on right now that I'm doing a terrible job keeping up with. Um, it is best manager of all time tournament. Please remind me if I have not posted it by noon that I need to post the next matchup because it's been so long that I start to forget that I'm even doing that. And then I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I didn't do that yet today. So please go check that out. Today's matchup is the sensational slash sister Sherry. Versus James Mitchell. He was in WCW. Or Central Sherry. Versus the sinister minister, James Mitchell. Um, so go get your votes in there, and please come join us. Also, you guys can find Facebook.com slash Creation World on Facebook, and that's also got all the info that you're looking for and that you need. If you don't want to do Twitter, if you don't want to go to Linktree, you guys can go there and find that shit. And Super Flash Arrow of Tomorrow. Also, it's a Facebook group, Facebook.com slash groups slash Super Flash Arrow of Tomorrow. Next week is their 100th episode, and it is the crisis. Please go check them out. Please go give them a follow and a listen. Apparently, y'all like them better on Pornhub than you like us, so go there. I mean, however you want to do it. In their defense, Mara's a lot more pleasant to look at than you are. Depends on who you ask. This is true, but according to the numbers, you know. If it gets more people to go there, she gets topless every episode. I would not confirm nor deny that. That she gets topless every episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you want to see that, you can only see that on Pornhub. YouTube won't let that happen. So you're going to have to go to Pornhub and check it out. Um, And watch the whole video because you never know. You might miss it. This is true. Anything else, Travis? Did I get it all? Yeah, that's it. Merch. Patreon. Oh, you know what we didn't do? What didn't we do? For Sir Cusselot, Travis Pointer, I am the Warden Mad Ritter. We are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good. Peace.